Welcome. I'm Halcyon, and this is the Hug Nation broadcast. And today I want to talk about some lessons from a brief social media break. Now, I am currently on a social media fast. And the fact that I am live streaming this to Facebook while I'm on that fast, the irony does not escape me. It's kind of like lecturing you about veganism while I eat a BLT. I get it. But I have been really feeling some significant awarenesses already in the four days that I have been changing my habits. And I won't say I have had a complete fast because I have checked on my messages every other day. And uh, I did change a Zoom link in an event but in and out, in and out, you know, minutes compared to many hours. So with that being said, and the recognition of the silliness of this process and me saying it right now, let me share. Number one benefit of this fast so far is an awareness of my addiction. One, I'm aware of how often I had the instinct to go to Facebook and to scroll. You know, that that moment when you hit the bus stop and there's nothing to do, and so you go and just scroll. And that moment of not sure what's next, go to the scroll, I'm becoming very aware of how frequently that is my lowest fruit, my quickest choice, the 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 most well-worn path in my brain is to just go straight to stimulus, 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 get, get me, you know, feed me this low-level entertainment in a passive way. You know, I'm not responding, I'm not participating, I'm just scrolling and taking in stuff, clicking, 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 scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And that passive experience is, is my go-to. And I, I mean, I stopped jotting down when I did it because I would, I would be spending all day with a notepad. I mean, it's it, frightening. But in addition to noticing how often I want to scroll, I'm also noticing how frequently my brain will experience something of value, worthwhile, beautiful, and immediately start framing that experience as a post. Oh, this is how I'm going to share that. Here's the lesson in all this. Oh, this this will be a good picture to share. The other night, we had a uh, quickly contained but le legitimate little fire in our kitchen. The taco shells that we put in the toaster oven caught on fire. And Becca was... So good. She grabbed the pan holders, took the whole thing outside, and then we pulled the, uh, the shells out and put the fire out. Now, as these taco shells were embers and burning and, and, I, and there's smoke, and I, I just saw this scene and I thought it was just so hilarious after the panic went away. And I want to take a picture of it. And I took a picture and then I'm like, oh, this isn't quite... And I... I adjusted where the toaster oven was so that it would be a better shot. Oh, 
Did I already say that the toaster oven was on fire? So yeah, so I burnt the crap out of my hand. Moving this thing that a minute ago was on fire because my brain was focused on this experience being something to share publicly in a social media way. And so I've become more and more aware of when I'm doing that. When I'm seeing something and going, reaching for my camera, not because I want to look at that picture later, but because sharing anything of value is what I do. I have to. Clearly, I don't have to. So both of those, the scrolling and the posting, I'm, I'm realizing how much I do it and how well-warned those patterns are in my brain. Second benefit already, just after a few days, is the ability to focus on larger projects. Whenever I am doing anything that gets a little difficult on the computer, writing, uh, figuring out what's next, answering a big, deep question, I immediately go to messages, go to new things in the feed, and there's always new things in the feed. So I, I kind of, when I, when I have the, the slight discomfort of not knowing what to do next, I, I take a break. Well, I'll just see if there's any new mail and then I'll come back to this. But that loop, you know, it's infinite. And so when I don't have the option, when I've taken it off the table, that social media loop, I've been forced or allowed myself to sit with things longer. And so I've been able to explore a piece of software that I keep meaning to look at. And I've gotten time to, to update my YouTube channel in some ways. And when I say I had time or I got time, I've had the time. I just constantly just let myself get distracted, let myself go to that passive, entertain me, distract me, keep me from the slight discomfort and awkwardness of overcoming this next obstacle in my task. Number three lesson. I've been yearning for longer things to read and watch. Magazine articles, books, books, books on tape, that still counts. Even, uh, you know, YouTube videos, longer YouTube videos, I would keep, watch them later, watch them later. But when I have scroll mentality, when I have, you know, constantly give me these little bits, I don't feel like I am ready to sit down for 20 minutes. But now I'm like, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do for the next hour. Why don't I dig into something that will take 20 minutes? What I've been doing before this is I am keeping myself so engorged. Engorged? No, that would mean I would be erect. Uh, I've been gorging myself or gorging on little morsels, constantly, like little, 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 little things, little, little updates, little links, little this, little this, little this. So I'm constantly feeding myself this sugary crap, and I never really get hungry to have a meal. And I'm finding that I'm allowing myself, giving myself the time, the space to digest more legitimate uh, information and, and entertainment. Number four, 
is real-world awareness. It's so weird, but you know, when I when I don't have the option to make my attention go from obstacle to scrolling, back to obstacle scrolling, when I have obstacle, I'm like, I don't want to do that. What am I going to do next? I sometimes even look up and see the world around me. And so my house plants are getting attention. I'm, I'm noticing the outdoors in a different way. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's kind of bizarre. That's such a little thing, but I think it really is that, that, that like the, the little path in my brain, when there is any barrier, it goes there. It goes there. Even when I'm outside, you know, like and I have a little bit of boredom, there is the instinct not to go observe the tree or look at the flower. It's to check my feed. Number five benefit is naps. And I guess you could argue that is a benefit as well as a challenge because sometimes naps are glorious and sometimes they are just a distraction or an excuse or a way to avoid doing the obstacle, doing the task at hand. I would guess a nap is healthier than scrolling for my brain and my body, but it it's, it's really... I'm not napping because I don't have enough sleep. I'm napping because I just want to escape again. So, I, okay, we'll take that off the list. That one doesn't count. The sixth benefit is that I don't feel as guilty as I thought I would. I thought that because I, I have this obligation or responsibility to be connected all the time, that if I didn't respond in a timely way, I would feel terrible. Now I should say that I did post my last post on Facebook last week was had my email and you know how to get in touch with me. And I have checked my Facebook messages every other day. So I'm cheating. I know that. But I think the fact that I've been afraid of it is significant. And the fact that I still have the inst like I have these moments where I'm like, how do I know if someone isn't upset about this thing I posted a week ago or yesterday or two days ago? How do I know that I didn't put a wrong link up? How do I know that? And I'm, I'm able to now experience that and go, you, you can't go check on that right now. Maybe, you know, sometime tomorrow or once today, you can go and check on these things. But I, we can't let you go down that well-traveled path of just going back there as soon as you hit an obstacle. So I feel the obstacle and go, oh yeah, oh yeah, I did leave my email address. Someone could get in touch with me if they needed to. Oh yeah, okay, we're good. Okay, so what are the challenges that I have noticed? One, I'm crazy embedded into Facebook. Like, it's by far my most used communication medium. You know, email gets just a dribble compared to that text, not even close. So cutting off Facebook is cutting off the majority of my communication with people. I also realized that I've kind of outsourced a huge parts of my brain to Facebook. 
people's full names, uh, their contact info. There's all sorts of things that like, I, as I'm trying to do projects without touching social media, I go, oh, what's that person's name? I'm, I was gonna contact them, what's their name? I was, I'm just gonna write them down or write the name down and I'll contact them when as soon as I'm like, I can picture them, I can picture their profile picture. I gotta go use Facebook as a resource to look it up. And as soon as the Facebook is open, it's like, it's like going to the, the banquet table just to get a toothpick. I'm, no, I'm not gonna have any of the desserts, I, no. But I've been doing that. I have occasionally checked in to get a name and then flee the scene without eating a bite. And the, the final thing that has been a challenge, I guess the second thing uh, is I miss human updates, real people's thoughts and feelings. I did, when I checked my messages uh, on Mother's Day briefly, I just, in the corner of my eye, because I'm just a man, I saw a really beautiful post that someone wrote about their mother. And I so wanted to write like and make, make a comment to just like encourage that kind of sharing and expression. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't. But it made me realize that that is something that I truly love, is these pieces of humanity, these, these updates from people's lives. I mean, unfortunately, in a Facebook stream, it's, they get to be like rare nuggets around misinformation and, and fake news and clickbait and, you know, viral videos and memes. But I love humanity when it's authentic and real. And so if I'm really going to, to have a significant break from Facebook, I realize that I'm gonna have to find a way to connect with people uh, in, in, a, in a way like I never have before. You know, whether it's reaching out to people or starting email threads with people. And I, and I mean, I, I know how to get in touch with my, my close friends, but there's a lot of people that I feel connected to on Facebook that I really care about that I don't have an active communication history with. But I really like knowing what they're up to. And so I need to find a way to um, fill that, is it a need, desire, I guess, in a healthy way without falling into those patterns and those scrollings. I, I could see how it could still become that same pattern. I've been experimenting with a standalone, you know, social network type site that is kind of run by me and just could, you know, just people that I invite can come play there. And I could see how that could also become something that I could get just as addicted to. But I'm hoping that um, that by it being uh, so much less distracting, so much more focused, that it could end up being a tool for me without it be becoming, you know, this burden and addiction. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like you know, me. Maybe I'm lying to myself, saying like, oh yeah, I have a problem binging on cakes. So I'm just gonna have a one crate of Twinkies and just gonna eat one Twinkie a day. I should have no problem, right?
I don't know. So again, I recognize this is uh, embarrassing how ironic it is that I am streaming this to Facebook as I record it for the YouTube channel about my grand lessons from less than a week on a social media fast that actually included a few days of checking my messages once a day. Oh, you brave man. Oh, you... So, yet still some wisdom, still some lessons for me to learn and hopefully things that uh, resonate with you in some way too. So wherever you are in your addictions, maybe if you are far stronger than me, you will never see this video. And in which case, I salute you, mountain man, woman, Sasquatch. <sighs> Thank you so much. I love you. Let's have a hug. Ah, and as you feel this body, let this warmth and this solidness represent all the people you've seen this week. Me, everyone you've seen on a Zoom call, everyone you've seen on the news, just feel yourself squeezing their bodies and feel them squeezing you. Just allow yourself to dissolve and surrender into this embrace of intention. And then let's take one deep breath in and hold it and squeeze. And then let it out. <sighs> On behalf of Grandpa Caleb, Larry Harvey, and all you love warriors, happy Hug Nation. I love you. Now, do I look at the comments that you wrote while this was live, or is that cheating? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I'm gonna turn it off. Uh, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna... No more Twinkies, no more Twinkies. Purge, purge. Bye. Thank you for watching. And as, as obnoxious as this sounds, would you follow me on social media? Would you subscribe? Can we stay connected through digital means? I only ask because I don't think there's a good chance we're going to cross paths in a neighborhood park. But I promise I will be responsible and I will not shove Twinkies down your throat. Unless you ask. Consent. Especially with Twinkies.